It's the Bridge Morning Show. It's the band Jaron, Carol of the Bells. And uh, really quick before we get going, I just wanted to play something, just kind of a memory. Today's Morning Show tip. If you're lying in bed, snoozing and wondering why mom isn't bringing you breakfast, maybe you're the mom. The Morning Show with Bill and Denise on the bridge. I wanted that to be heard Uh. one more time. Um, Hey, I know this is is that, what, we're three sleeps before Christmas? Yes. Can you believe that already? It's crazy. And uh, I did want to wish you a very Merry Christmas uh, to everybody in this room, of course, but every all of our friends that have hung out with us all morning long, for what reason? I really don't know. I don't remember yeah. what it was all about, but we've had a lot Christmas. of people come by today. Yeah, Christmas must be uh, for Bill's uh, retirement show. And um, yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yes, we want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Thank you for all the laughs and hanging with us morning after morning doing life together. It's been such an honor and a privilege. And uh, uh, we're actually going to be off next week. Jason Evans is going to be filling in on the morning show. Uh, Chris, you're going home to see your family. I am. I'll be flying to Peoria tomorrow. Your old home. Old home, yeah. Because now this is home. Yeah, my second house. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Uh, And so thanks to all of the artists and friends who have shared um, some beautiful memories and moments with us this morning on Bill's final morning show. We wanted to give you, Bill, the final mm. word <clears throat> this morning. Holy moly. Here we go. Well, uh, first, I want to say thank you to everybody that's called in, has texted or sent messages, Facebook, and uh, came out the last couple of times. Can, don't give me the sad music, Chris. Okay. Thank no you. sad music. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, it's going to be hard enough without okay, it. Thank right. you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Here we go. But, uh, you know, we did the farewell tour, and so many people came out and, heard, and shared so many stories, and mm-hmm. some old friends came, and some new friends came, and just really grateful. Thank you for that. Yeah. Everybody in the studio, this studio is full of my friends and family and stuff. Don't look at me right now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everybody's looking around like they don't want to know what to do. So um, I, I actually wrote something because I, I wanted to... Um, I just want to use my last couple of minutes here on the bridge um, as wisely as I could and say thank you. And and if I can be indulgent for a moment, I, I, want, to, I want to talk a little bit about my story. And uh, so on Tuesday, I was talking to Bill and Betty Davis, okay? They came by Legacy Coffee for part of the farewell tour. And one of the things we talked about is how you usually don't know when huge pivotal events happen, right? The ones mm-hmm. that alter your future yeah. in ways that you... You have no idea when it happened, right? Yeah. You don't know. They seem small or normal at the time. And specifically, we were talking about when they took a busload of teenagers to Dallas, Texas in June of 72. It was an event called Explo 72. A lot of people called it a Christian Woodstock to give you the idea of what it was like. And I'd say every teenager on that bus had their life changed by that event. And I was one of them. I became a Christian. Hmm. <laughs> I didn't think I'd start this early in this. It started a series of events um, that included my mom and dad deciding to follow Jesus a year or so later. And that was instrumental in my dad's, beginning of my dad's ministry. And he started Eagles Nest Church and a Christian school and the campground and so many other things. And so many people came to Christ through mom and dad's ministry. And you can never trace them and the impact they've had to other people finding Jesus. I mean, just think of that, the, the ripple effect of that. It continues today. And it started with Bill and Betty agreeing to chaperone a youth group, right? <laughs> wow. Seemingly small event. Um, another unseen event that happened um, that changed my trajectory happened a year or so later. I picked up a guitar and decided I was going to learn how to play a little bit. And I learned a few chords 
And then I had a couple of friends, Rick and John Betts, who were my friends, known them since we were kids. They had recently become Christians as well. And we started singing this little trio. <laughs> and uh, we, it was like Southern gospel kind, I guess. I don't even know. It's all we knew at the time when we were singing. We got invited to sing on a radio show. Uh, WJWL. I was in, still in high school. It was the Ralph Hobie show. And uh, he was known as the Troubadour of the Eastern Shore. <laughs> and it was a live Saturday morning radio show back when they did this kind of stuff on wow. AM radio. And uh, he, had the, he had a song. Uh, it said uh, his theme song, In a Cottage Small, Where the Pines Grow Tall, That's Where I Long to Be. And um, I was fascinated when we went in to sing on his radio show. Which, by the way, we thought we'd made it, man. We were on the radio, you know. And uh, we we got off the show, and I'll never forget, um, a sen- I think it was a senator, a state senator, had been listening and called and invited us to his church. And I was like, whoa, people were listening. And, wow. and then here we go. And it launched our career, right, which lasted a couple of years singing little <laughs> churches around here. But but it was fun. And, but I was so fascinated by that radio station that I had been in for the first time and the equipment and everything. And I had the chance to study journalism at Delaware Tech a few years later. And, then, and I ended up interning at that radio station uh, for journalism and learned how to do news. And it led to a part-time job. And when I got out of Delaware Tech, I intended to go to the University of Delaware, but they offered me a job as news director. And so I took it mm. and started uh, working radio full-time. That was 1977. Funny thing is, when I started working there part-time, I was Ralph Hobie's board operator on Saturday morning. <laughs> so I would read the introduction, and here, now here's the troubadour of the Eastern Shore, Ralph Hobie. And he would start singing, and I would leave that studio, run around down the hall to his studio, pick up my guitar, and I'd play guitar back in the background <laughs> while he was was doing his thing. And thankfully, I don't uh, play my guitar or sing on the radio anymore, except when I forget that you're listening, Denise, and I Zach Williams is on, and I pretend I'm him or something. But, so uh, 46 years ago, I started my, my career in radio, and, and a lot has changed in radio. In fact, only a few things have not changed in radio since then. Right. And... Um, but one thing that has not changed in is that successful radio stations today still believe their job is to serve the community, not just sell advertising. Some have lost that. The successful ones have not. And of all the things I'm proud about here at The Bridge is how our team loves to come to work every day to serve our listeners and our community. I gave a tour yesterday, and afterwards one of the guys who had never been here before wasn't from the community. He said, wow, you guys are a lot more than a radio station. And I was, I took that as, yes, we are. We try to be, you know, he saw our prayer wall. He learned about our adopted village in the Dominican Republic, our events, Hands and Feet, our worship production conference and band together and stuff like that. And he got it. He said, you're more than a radio station. And we are. I've worked at, I counted this up this morning. I've worked at nine radio stations um, since I started in 1977. And my time here at the bridge for the past 13 years not even close it's mm. been the most amazing and rewarding time of my life honestly mm. we started 13 years ago with no money denise and kim remember this because uh, you were here no money a small team but a lot of faith and a lot of vision that god had given us to connect people to jesus and to each other and to help our uh, communities experience love and to find hope and today we have five signals in four states with no debt, great ratings, thousands of donors, tens of thousands of listeners every week, and a ministry team that when Sid sent out the list uh, the last time includes 20 people, Wow! right, Sid? 20 people, including our part-timers now. <clears throat> I didn't see this happening 13 years ago, and I don't think anybody did. Wow. 
the Lord has put together the most amazing team here. And um, today I think I must be the dumbest guy on the planet <laughs> to leave this. <laughs> like, what is wrong with me, right? Um, <clears throat> I know that's really not the case. I know the limitations of my gifts, and I, I, I uh, see the potential in the gifts of other people like Jeff, who's taking on the role of general manager here, and Chris, who's taking on the role of being co-host with Denise and everybody, every single person on our team, many of whom have been here for many years. And I want to I want to let you know these folks are the real deal. And this morning, as I was thinking about this, I, I pictured, you know, if, if we worked for NASA, we would call this the second stage ignition ignition that's where it mm. it hits its it hits its stride when that second engine fires and that's about what's to happen mm. here so hang on guys so i want to thank just a couple of people i'm almost done i want to thank a couple of people first my family my, my wife julie who's sitting next to me here and my kids so a couple of them are here in the studio all of whom have had to endure our private lives becoming stories on the radio <laughs> and when you're a teenager that's not easy <laughs> to my mom and dad who are together in heaven but my greatest cheerleaders and to denise the person who has somehow endured four hours in a studio with me for many, many years <laughs> and i want you to know she's a sweet and has a heart for god off the air as she does on the air the real deal, Kim. Kim is too. Kim worked with us at the Light FM and started here at the bridge before we were even on the air. And I, I think Kim could do any job in this building and do it well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to. I I can't go through every person here, but I want to thank everybody who is on our team and who's been on our team for over the years because they make me look smarter and better than I really am. And finally, I want to say thank you to you. What a, you know, maybe we've never met, but you let me in your kitchen or your car or your office every morning. And we had coffee together and we tried to figure it out together and we made it. <laughs> we made it. We survived our worst day and we celebrated our best day and we did it all together. I appreciate your prayers as I try to sleep in past 3.30. <laughs> and I wait to hear what God has next for me. And maybe that little unseen pivotal thing has already happened that opens my next door. Maybe it's already opening your next door. So look for it. And I can't wait to see it and share it with you. And I am so grateful. Mmm.